You're gonna need a bigger boat. What a day! What a lovely day! I'm having an old friend for dinner. You are a toy! She wouldn't even have a fly. You can't handle the truth! I'll be back. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. And welcome back once again, everybody, to another episode of Cinematic Blind Spots. I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And Adam, before we get started tonight, I have an announcement I need to make. Oh? I know that, yeah, I know that you know that I think last week I was on with Brad Campbell on the Watchers Movie Review Podcast to right. uh, review Old Boy. Uh-huh. And Brad's re- Brad has reached out to me, and we are going to start doing a one of subtitle movies over on his channel every other week now. Oh, cool! Yeah, so you can catch me on there. I think I think he plans to release them every other Wednesday. So, like I said, old boy, he's upgraded his mic, so the audio should be better going forward. Because I know the audio wasn't great on the old boy episode, right? Yeah. But. Going forward, it will be better, and next week, you will be able to hear us talk about the Raid movie, the first Raid, Redemption. Oh, fun. Fun, fun. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah, I think, um, I think, um, Jeremy Johns on, uh, was it Jeremy Johns? No, dang, now a different guy. I, I follow Chris Stuckman, and I started following another movie review guy, but I cannot for the life of God remember his name right now. But one of the everybody's been reviewing like older movies right now because nobody can get out to the theater to see new movies, and he just did a review on the Raid Redemption. Uh, okay. One of the very few times I think an original movie has been outclassed in just about every way by its sequel. I mean, you. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I don't think the raid can hold a candle to the raid two. Uh, not well, that it's a I bad movie. I should be finding out here soon. Mm-hmm. I should be finding out here soon because I'm pretty sure after the raid we're gonna follow it up with the raid two because I don't think Brad has ever actually seen the sequel before. Oh, well, maybe I can be. Uh, maybe I can be a guest on that episode. <laughs> oh. So, I guess so. You said they're starting that on Wednesday nights. I think they're gonna. I think he's gonna plan to release them every other Wednesday. It won't be every week. Oh, it's gonna be a every okay. two weeks. Every two weeks. So every two weeks on Watchers Podcast, you are doing subtitle movie reviews, right? Because doesn't uh, what, what's his other what's his other host name? Um, Colson. Colson. Right. He Coulson. doesn't. Yes. He, he doesn't like. Uh, he doesn't like subtitled movies, does he? No, he's not a big fan, so... Uh, and Brad's uh, uh, trying to take the the Watcher's movie review and kind of turn it into a channel. Okay. Where it has different, different set of podcasts, so this is... We haven't figured out a name for it yet, but hopefully we'll have one by the time we release the next one. That's cool. Very cool. Oh, any other announcements or anything to make? Uh, no, but I have had a request for you to elaborate now that you have officially seen Tiger King since oh. you brought it up on the last episode. So they <laughs> want to hear your thoughts on that movie. Oh my god. About halfway through the second episode, I'm like, I need a fucking shower. Oh my god. Like why does <laughs> like why does a guy from South Carolina have to be the fucking creepiest one in the entire series? 
Uh, him and all of his, um, what, what did he call them? Uh, um, not consorts. Um, uh, no, and assistants. I can't remember either. He, he used a very creepy word for them, and I cannot remember what it was, but dear God. Good Lord. In like... I don't know if I don't know if it's really possible to say I enjoyed Tiger King because the whole thing was just a like a, a, a spiral into insanity. Um, I, I I did I found it kind of sad because I believe in the beginning I believe that um, Joe Exotic really did you know start out with with like you know conservation and preservation in mind and things like that, but once he once once he became the Tiger King, once he, he got a taste of fame, I think he just stopped giving a shit. Um like there was one shot in one episode in one episode where he's walking away with two brand new just born tiger cubs and he's like, Yeah, that's five grand a piece right there. I'm like, You piece of shit. Oh yep. there are a few things in this world that get me fantasizing about brutal murder like stories of animal abuse. I mean, you know me, I love my cats. When I yep. hear when I hear about big people, and small. Big and small. Yes. But 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 not just cats. When I hear people t- when I hear about people abusing animals, period, I'm just like, you are scum. You are lower than low. That's 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 just me. I'm sure, I, I know there are a lot of people out there who who share my sentiments. Uh, anyway, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Tiger King, slow motion train wreck. I wanted eight hours of my life back when I got done watching it. <laughs> um, I probably will. I I did <laughs> did what? Wait, what was her name? Carol Baskin. Did Carol Baskin, Baskin kill yeah. her husband? I have no idea. It's very possible. But yeah, no. But now women everywhere will use this term because I heard it used today, and that is you're asking for a Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah. <laughs> and you know what was funny was I had actually heard of Joe Exotic before the thing came out because I watched that episode of last week tonight with John Oliver where they talked about him and him running for president. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This guy's oh. running, this guy's running for president? So yeah, whenever whenever <laughs> everyone started talking about Joe Exotic again after Tiger King came out, I'm like, I think I know who they're talking about. So yeah. Yeah, see I had never heard the name because I didn't watch the last week tonight, I oh, think you said. Okay. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so all that to say, yes, I have watched Tiger King. I can't entirely say I enjoyed it. It was, I felt almost like I was watching Jerry Springer, just watching this to say, well, my life is fucked up, but at least it's not that fucked up. <laughs> so Adam, I guess I have one question out of yeah. all the characters, mm-hmm. who do you think was probably the worst character? Cause obviously it's mainly about Joe Exotic, but you get these other characters and I know a lot of people say Carol. I, th- I think it was the guy from from South Carolina, from Myrtle Beach. Damn it, what was his name? Um, uh, Antler? Ant, Ant, Antley? Oh. Yeah, he, he had some... Hang on a second. Um, yeah, it was like Antler Bhagavan, or Dr. Bhagavan Antle, Antley, or... Yeah, something like that. Antle. Antle. Antle, yeah, that's that, what it was. That motherfucker, dear God. Yeah, he was creepy as fuck. He, um... 
I was gonna say he was definitely the creepiest, but I think really the biggest, I guess, that, asshole on it to me was Jeff Lowe. Which one was he again? He was the one that came in probably in the third or oh, fourth episode, oh, the one that always right. had the uh, do rag on his head. Right, the one who was supposed the way to. He was manipulating everyone. Yeah. Yeah, as far as, yeah, I guess. But okay, we're not here to talk about Tiger King. I just wanted to talk about it a little bit. <laughs> yes, no, no. We're, we're here to talk about something a little even more disturbing than Tiger King. We're talking about. Well, it movie. is Mother's Day weekend. Yes, it's Mother's Day weekend, so. Why might as well go with a mother themed movie? I've got a mother themed movie to talk about next week. But uh, this week we're talking about a German movie. From 2014, 2015, depending on, I guess, where you were whenever it came out, um, called right. Goodnight Mommy, or the German title, I hope I'm, I'm going to butcher, I'm probably going to butcher this, I'm sorry if anybody here speaks German, Ich see, Ich see, which translates into I see, I see. Oh really? Yes. Okay, I didn't actually, I didn't look that up. Okay. I I hmm. just I just plugged that into to Google Translate. So <laughs> if I got that wrong, then it's Google Translate's fault. <laughs> uh, this well, movie... if you are listening mm-hmm. from Germany, we say thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. If you are in Germany and you are listening to us right now, thank you so much. But uh, thank you to all of our listeners. We appreciate every single one of you. Always. Um, this movie was written and directed by. Severin Fiala and Veronica Franz. Best I can pronounce those names. Um, Both of them worked on a lot of the same stuff. They were both writers and directors of The Lodge, which I know came out last year, and apparently a lot of people either loved it or hated it. Um, And uh, that was really the only thing I recognized from them. But there was one, there was a movie, or I guess it was like an anthology called the Field Guide to Evil, which they worked on a segment on, and I thought that sounded like the title of a Lars von Trier movie. <laughs> <laughs> and this movie is starring Lucas and Elias Schwartz as Lucas and Elias, so two real-life brothers playing two brothers. Twin brothers. And every time I hear that name now, I go back to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and I just have to go, is it Schwartz or is it Schwaz? <laughs> it's not Schwartz, it's Schwaz. <laughs> However it was, Al Pacino said it in that movie. Oh, God, I've forgotten about that. I, need, I, need, I really need to go back and rewatch that movie. I let a friend of mine borrow it like back in December and I was just going to go get it from him right before this whole quarantine thing hits. And I was like, shit, he still has my steelbook. <laughs> Well, at least you got the digital. Yeah, I've got the digital, so I can watch it on digits. Um, and also, Suzanne uh, Voist? West? W-U-E-S-T? I'm not sure. How, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you said Weist. That made me think of a SpongeBob thing. Oh, by the way, I have to ask oh. before we before we move on. You tweeted me, or you, you texted me that your, that your kids were watching The Amazing World of Gumball and there was a uh, Wolf of Wall Street reference on it. What was the reference? Uh, they, they're, uh, they were in a business setting, like a wall street setting and Uh they kicked the woman out for being a woman basically, but they walked into the boardroom with the two men and they just started pounding their chest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was like, what are you serious? A wolf of wall street? 
Mavericks? I love this. Dude, that, I'm telling you, man, that is one of the most brilliant TV shows probably of the last decade. I, I, it, When it first came out, I was like, this looks like absolute dog shit. You know, the, the animation style and everything, I wasn't a big fan of. But once I actually sat down and started watching, I'm like, oh my god, this show is hilarious. And it's so fun. Yeah, there are so many references like that that little kids would not get. Anyway, sorry, sorry about that little side note there, but uh, back to good night, mommy. Good night, moon. Good night. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, the the woman, uh, see Suzanne voiced, I guess uh, she was in a cure for wellness as I, you know, I guess a side character. I never saw that movie. Did you ever see it? I I did watch it. It was kind of it was really long and it was a little slow for me. So mm-hmm. that's not some something that I remember that well. Right, right. Yes, well, the longer and the slower it is, the the less of an impact it has. <laughs> right. <laughs> At least um, for me. This movie was kind of long and kind of slow. At one point, I, I like paused it to take a note, and I was like, holy shit, there's still like an hour left in this movie. Really? Um, but I gotta say, the cinematography... There were there 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 was one shot in particular that really made me re- that really reminded me of Midsommar, um, mm-hmm. but um, there was some... I made that exact note. <laughs> I made, yes, I made that exact note. <laughs> Can you tell we like Ari Aster movies? Ari Aster, please, please make more movies. I I still want to see what his next movie is. He said it's not going to be a horror movie, so I'm hoping for like a buddy comedy or something. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. But no, um, this movie, it starts off with like old, like an old German film version of a, you know, bunch of people singing Brahms lullaby. I wonder what film that was from. For some reason, I thought of the sound of music, but I'm like, no, that's not a German movie. That wouldn't be from the sound of music. Um, I, for that, before we get into it, you want to oh. give out the scores and stuff? Did you write down? Oh crap. I didn't write down any of that. No, I didn't. I got, I got it. The Rotten Tomato score has a critic of 86%, and the audience score was a 65%. Mm-hmm. And as far as budget goes, I couldn't find a budget. I found that it grossed $2.2 million. Mm-hmm. I have no idea if it was a success, because I couldn't find anything to put that up against. So, Well, I couldn't really see this movie <clears throat> costing a lot to make. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't think so either. So I would hope that it made something back. Uh, I mean, for for this for them to have gone from this movie to the Lodge, which I think was a slightly bigger release, then hopefully this one was a was a success too. Um, and I'm guessing you don't have any kind of fun little trivia or anything like that. Who could have been who? I'm guessing. Uh, I can just tell you, no, no, who could have been who's? The, um, there were uh, 240 twins auditioned for this role for the role of wow. Elias and Lucas, which. I always wonder when they have the same name. I'm like, could they not remember their character names? And like, fuck it. Just use your real name. <laughs> because the kids in the movie are Lucas and Elias, and that is their real name. <laughs> right. I don't know. I mean, maybe they were maybe they were friends with the directors or something. Maybe there was some, some kind of an in. Um, and I, I guess maybe because, like, they wouldn't want to have to keep going, you know, during production. Like, wait a minute, which one are you again? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, like just, you know, cause if they, if they had, if they had their own, if they had different names than they actually had, they could just, you know, 
call out, you know, Elias or Lucas and the right one would answer, I hope. Uh, so, yeah, this movie starts with a, yeah, old film version of Bram's Lullaby. And then it, we cut from that to what what I, at children's first, corn. I thought, yeah, Children of the Corn. Well, at first I thought it was only one kid <laughs> running through a cornfield, but then you start seeing glimpses of another one. That's one thing this movie really does a good job of is keeping you guessing sometimes exactly how many characters you're seeing on screen at sometimes. Um, now he stops for a minute and it's all quiet before he gets tackled by another boy wearing a mask. And it's his brother. And mm-hmm. so he's like, tag, you're it. I got you. So now he has to wear the mask. And I thought that was kind of interesting. I've never never seen kids play it or play tag where the one who's it has to has to have a mask. That's kind of fun. Um, yeah. Now we see them playing in the forest, you know, just kind of like wandering around. They, they must live out in the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah, but this scene, this scene had me weird because like you said, the cinematography, I don't know if that's what it was or what, but they're walking over what I thought was like a bunch of gravel or not gravel, but rocks and stuff, but yeah. it looks real mushy, like it's going in down. And I was like, what? Why is I, that? I, did, I didn't even know how to, how to explain <coughs> that. Yeah, it looked like they were on some kind of like swampland or something like a, like a, almost like a marsh of some kind. Marshall, um, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Maybe a marsh, yeah. But yeah, whatever they were standing on, it looked solid, but it wasn't. So it was really weird. Um, but yeah, they're they're running through the or they're walking through the forest, playing with each other, and they they find this concrete tunnel in the side of a wall or something. And Lucas goes in, and Elias waits outside for a second um, before going in. And then later you hear them laughing. And yep. um, Eli- then we see, we cut to Elias floating on a small little, you know, inflatable raft on a lake. And he's counting up to 20. And we see bubbles coming up from the water. And he's, and he's calling Lucas's name, but Lucas doesn't surface. Yeah, it now, just cuts to the title card. Yeah, it just cuts to the title card. And then we see this house, this one house out in a really nice house, very modern looking on the inside. Like on the outside, it looks kind of like an old farmhouse, but on the inside, it's really cool. Um, <laughs> I, I know I'm getting older because I, I notice like I notice stuff like that. Like, oh, that is a really sweet house. I would love to have a house like that. <laughs> That's just, I guess, signs of maturity. I'm going to call it. Um, now this car pulls up to a house in the, this house in the country and Lucas and Elias get out and they go running inside looking for their mother. And what they find is a woman with bandages all over her face playing with the window blinds like she's closing them all up. And it's like they don't even know how yes. to react to her. Hey, an interesting note about that real quick. I will say the actress who played Mother, that Suzanne, mm-hmm. she, to get ready for this role, she lived alone for three months swaddled herself in these bandages and this part comes in a little later she kept two pet cockroaches as preparation for this oh dear god oh i'm sorry i couldn't do that um my eighth grade science teacher you know some class pets are like lizards or hamsters or guinea pigs or something like that my eighth grade science teacher had giant hissing cockroaches for the class pets I'm like, 
Get those <laughs> fucking things away from me. Uh, any, if I had not mentioned this before in the almost, let's see, what are we like eight months in now? Probably, yeah. Right. Yeah, right about eight months in so. since we started this show. If anybody doesn't know this about me, I hate bugs. I hate big bugs. I hate little bugs. I yeah, I say I think you've mentioned spiders. I don't think you've mentioned just bugs in general. Well, I I hate spiders particularly. Um, but really any big ass creepy crawly bugs. Like I can't handle a ladybug. Like if a ladybug lands on my arm and starts walking, it just freaks me out. I'm like, get off of me. Um, but yeah, anything any big bugs. Like, oh man, I. <laughs> When I lived in Japan, at one point I went to this, I was, you know, up in this kind of mountainous area and they had a, like a little nature museum off on the side of the road. And I walked in there and they had a bunch of bugs, like, you know, pin the, you know, displays and stuff like that. And I'm walking through, they're going, oh my God, there are bugs like this here. Get me out of here. <laughs> and why did I move <laughs> oh, to this country? Um, yeah. So she she lived alone for three months. That's what it said. Yeah, that's that is like Heath Ledger level method acting. Holy crap! Yeah. Uh, now they don't know how to react to speaking, her. When they I was see, gonna say. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say. Speaking of Heath, speaking of Heath Ledger, I actually made that note when they see her, and you see her before she comes out of that shadow. The way the mask looks, it almost has a Joker-like look to it. To me, yeah. I put that down in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so when 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 the boys see her, they just don't know how to react to her. She's like, "What kind of is, is that? Is that is that all the hello you're going to give me?" Um, she tells them to get cleaned up because their clothes are dirty. And then she's yep. you know once they're done in the bathtub, she pours Elias a glass of juice, and both the boys are sitting there. And Lucas whispers in his ear. And Eliason says, well, Lucas wants some too. But she says he can ask me himself. And she only made supper for yep. Elias. And Elias tells Lucas that he should apologize. Like, apologize for what? Good grief. What did this kid do to his mom? She's not even making dinner for him. I know, but I know I made my well, mom fine. mad at me plenty of times, but she never, like, made me go hungry. Oh, see, actually, I guess that's, where my watching these kind of movies comes in, I literally wrote, is this brother even real or is he an imaginary friend? I was having, I have, I've got that right. That is my next note. Uh, right after, you know, when when, the next scene, they're like playing 20 questions or something. You know, the game where you like have the playing headbands, they're playing headbands, headbands. Okay. That's what it's called. I forget what it's called. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you got the card stuck to your head and it's got a name on it and you got to figure out what it is. And like Lucas and mother are talking at the same time. Like every time, yeah, and mm-hmm. that that was where I wrote is Lucas imaginary? Because well, see, at this point, I move past imaginary and I say, is he imaginary, or is he a dead brother? Is he a that, dead brother? Yeah, like yeah, that you know he's still acting like he's living. Right. I had right. moved. Past, I had already determined the brother wasn't real at this point. Yeah. Well, now I, mean, I just wanted to know if it was. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. they they try to play it, but yeah. Um. There, there are, there are like hints and things like that, that you can see that there were two boys at one time, but there's probably not anymore. Um, right. So, yeah. 
<clears throat> now it's Elias, or it's Elias's turn to play, and Mother starts to ask questions about her headband, and we learn that she's a TV hostess on some show, sort of famous. Um, now Lucas responds to one of her questions, but she doesn't ask. She doesn't act. She does not act like she hears him. So that's where I'm right. like, okay, I think I think Lucas is probably dead. Um, and Elias is saying, okay, you have two kids, and she's like. I, who am I if I have two kids? You know, she she's trying to figure, and and the, yeah. the 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 card on her forehead says "Mama." <clears throat> right. So it's like she can't figure out who she is from the from the having two kids because I guess in, in her mind she doesn't. Um. Now I, they sometimes do a really good job of distinguishing the two boys because they'll be wearing like the same clothes, but one will be wearing a red shirt and one will be wearing a blue shirt. And another thing is, I didn't actually notice this, but they made it in the notes that Elias is left-handed and Lucas is right-handed so that they could be distinguished. But I honestly did not notice that. Holy crap, I didn't notice that either. Wow, well done. Very well done. Um, Now, uh, we we see Elias and Mother are playing a different game and Lucas is just standing at the blinds now, kind of playing with the blinds. And like... Like, Mother's not even looking at him. Um, Elias is getting ready for bed. He's flossing his teeth, and he sees a big-ass roach on the wall, like up on the wall. And when Lucas starts to brush his teeth, the roach falls, and he puts it in this aquarium full of these other giant cockroaches. So I'm like, if you have enough cockroaches to fill an aquarium with and your house, call the fucking exterminator, for God's sake. I don't care how far out in the in the woods you live. Jeez Louise, call an exterminator. Yeah, I mean, you can't handle... I know you, Josh, you cannot handle any scene where there's like tooth pulling and stuff like that. I can't handle giant bugs. Well, like, and there's, there's a scene in this that gets to me too because yeah. it's not giant bugs always, but when mouths are involved, oh, or yeah. the body is involved... So, yeah, we'll get to that. There is a scene in this that did get to me for I, that reason. Okay, I think I know the one you're talking about. This mo- So this movie already has you guessing, but at the same time, you kind of already figured it out that one of these kids is not real, or, or one of these kids is no longer with us. Um, right. Now, you know, um, they're playing a game on a phone, and Mom takes it away from them and says she has something to say, but 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 the boys are both complaining. They're like, "Oh, Dad would let us play." And she's like, "I don't care what your dad would let you do." Um, and, yeah. but, she, but she's like, "I need rest. I need quiet. I don't need any visitors, and I can't be in sunlight." So we know she's had some kind of like reconstructive surgery or, or plastic surgery or something. Right. We don't um, know why. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing it was because of her. Um, well, her no, we re- we find out. I'm just saying at this point, we don't know why. Right. Um. Yeah. Now, at this point, Elias, he kind of, while she's talking, he like pulls out these two shells, like seashells. I'm like, where did you find those? You live in the woods. There are no beaches anywhere nearby. Uh, but, oh, but it, well, see, you, you paid a little closer attention than me. I actually just thought it was two rocks, so that's well, they why looked, I guess I didn't question it. Well, they look like shells. They might have just been rocks. I don't know. Okay. But, but he's like, one of these is from me and the other one's from Lucas. And she only takes the one from Elias. She and he 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 still has the one from Lucas, and when she turns the lights out, Lucas and Elias start talking about how different she's become. 
and they're playing an earlier message from Mother, like a like a good night message that she recorded and gave to them. Um, and she sounds much more loving and maternal, and she's singing them a, a lullaby from a tape. It's not Brahms' lullaby. It's a different one. Um, and that night they hear a noise. One of the boys gets out to see what's up. And he finds her without her bandages on, or at least without her head completely wrapped up, putting on ointment or right. something. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, the little mirror turns real quick. She's, you know, she's looking at this little makeup mirror that's hanging on the wall, and it turns real quick, and we see her bloodshot eye looking at him. And he runs away. She opens the door to his room, and we can see him in the light from the door. He's standing there by, by the door. Oh, and by the way, did you notice their, their wallpaper in their room? It was. Nah, I guess not. It was all ants. It was like big ants. Oh, I, I, I noticed don't think that. I paid any attention to that? I, I'm not even sure why I noticed that, but I just happened to look at it and be like, "Uh, okay, those are all those are all ants, giant ants." I'm glad my parents put Hot Wheels cars on my wallpaper when I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so. I guess it's so that the cockroaches can blend in a little better. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> oh, God. Like, hey, my wallpaper's moving. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day, it is pouring rain, but both of these boys still run out to play, jumping on the trampoline. And it, it, at, at this point, when they're jumping on the trampoline, I'm like, are those hailstones? Those are hailstones. Yeah. It's hailing, and the kids yep. are playing outside. They're throwing hailstones at each other. Like, what wonderful life they must have living out in the sticks like this. Because the next <laughs> thing you see is they're having a burping contest. Um, <laughs> but that's when the doorbell rings. And you know, Mom said, no visitors. So they look to see who it is, and Lucas tells Elias to go get Mom. He knocks on the door for, for, her, for her room, but she doesn't answer. And he slowly goes inside to find her asleep. And she he doesn't wake her, and as soon as he leaves, her eyes open, and she starts chewing on something. Like, like she had yeah. it in her mouth already. It's like she's eating toast or something. Um, right. And then Elias comes back to find the door open, and Lucas not there. So he goes down into the basement looking for Lucas, and finds Lucas and some guy, I guess like a food delivery guy, putting food in the freezer. There's a ton of frozen pepperoni pizzas for some pepperoni reason pizza, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. that's pretty much uh, all they were getting it's yeah like... just boxes and boxes and boxes of frozen pizzas um and now we see lucas and elias playing outside again and mother is watching them from inside um and for some reason she like turns to her mirror she takes her shirt off and she's like starts feeling herself up i guess you know seeing to Looking to see the like scars are healing and stuff. I guess she got she must have had a boob job or something while she was done, or getting or while she was getting all of her plastic surgery done. Now, yeah, it was this right. next shot, this very next shot yep. where you see the house, the white triangle roof of the house in the middle of this field made me think of Midsummer. Yep. <laughs> and I literally I wrote Midsummer vibes right here. Yep, that's exactly uh-huh. what I have. <laughs> oh, great minds think alike. What can I say? Um, so yeah, and we, we see the boys playing outside and mother is standing in front of the mirror, trying on a dress with her, you know, full, full, um, make not full makeup, but a full bandages on. Um, 
Yes, but they're, they're playing outside, but they're like walking behind this truck. That's, I don't know if they're like crop, crop dusting the field. What is this truck doing? I think it's it, like spraying out something. I think it was like a combine harvester or something like it was like cutting all the grass. I think that was just dust and dirt from the grass, I think. Okay, so I thought it might have been crop dust in the field and they're walking right by. I'm like, that's not good. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, probably not good anyways. But then they they then they no, are no. then they're walking through an old cemetery outside. Um, they find some kind of catacombs and decide to go inside when they hear something that sounds like an animal. Um, there are a ton of bones inside, and a cat. <laughs> yeah, a ton. Yeah, there are bones everywhere, and they find a cat. And my initial instinct was, oh no, cat in a horror movie that that's <laughs> not going to end well. <laughs> 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 Remember what I said about not liking watching animals suffer and shit like that? For some reason, cats seem to get it worse than dogs. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's a statistical fact. There are more times in movies where cats have been killed probably than dogs. <laughs> well, I'd have to I'd have to look that up, but I can tell you there is a website to go to if you ever want to know about that. It is doesthedogdie.com, and I think it has all animals, not just dogs. Okay. Well, but I've never actually gone to it to look, so... I think I've heard, I think someone told me about that. I think, I think my friend Doyle might have told me about that. Cause yeah, he can't handle like movies where, where, where animals die. You know, he said his mom wanted to go see a movie one time. And she's like, I want to go see a dog's purpose or whatever. Like, no, no, I'm not going to go see that. <laughs> um, now, now we we'll cut back to mother. Mother is sitting on her bed, filing her toenails, I guess. And she only has some of her bandages on. Sometimes she has all of her bandages on where her whole head is wrapped up. And sometimes she only has some of them on where like it's just on her face. You can see her hair and everything. Um, When she hears the boys coming, she puts the rest of her bandages on. Now the boys have got this cat in a box in their room and they're, they're feeding it, trying to, you know, pour it milk and feed it, I guess, sausages or something or hot dogs. Uh, and then the mother starts banging on the door and they've locked the door. And she's like, what is, what is this? We don't lock doors in this house. And they right. slide the cat and the box under the bed. So whenever she comes in, mother starts looking everywhere for like, I don't know. I don't even know what she is suspecting her son of <coughs> hiding or son. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say son uh, doesn't even know right. what, what he may be hiding. She finds an empty Coke bottle and acts like that's a bad thing. Then she starts looking because this is a bunk bed, so this this is an obvious sign that there were two that there should be two boys in this room, um, and right. she finds a lighter in the top bunk, and she's like, "What's this for?" And 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 Elias says, "I was gonna burn some books." <laughs> she's like, "Don't you get smart with me, you little shit?" Um, and then she starts to look under the bed, and Elias like claps his hands at her really quick, really loud. And she just jumps on top of him and like pins him down. At first I thought she was like choking him, but I don't think she actually put her hands around his neck. But, and Lucas is on the top bunk telling her to leave him alone. And which we don't really know if she hears him or not. Um, pretty sure she doesn't. And when she leaves, she takes the key out of the door so they can't lock it. Um, I've never seen door locks like that before where you can actually like take the little locking mechanism out of it as you leave. Um, I've seen it in movies, but that's it. (laughs) Okay. I've never seen that. Never, never seen that before over here. Um, that evening they're both walking, watching her as she walks out to the woods alone. 
Um, we see her walking through the woods. She starts stripping her clothes and bandages until she's standing naked in the middle of the woods. And then her head starts to like flail and gyrate all over the place. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, and as the camera pans around, you yeah. still you still get a blurred image. You still don't get to see her actual face. Yeah, I right. like that. I like this shot right that, here. That was this was definitely creepy because I'm like, okay, what the fuck is happening? Uh, but then we find out it was a dream. So kind of right. a little bit of a letdown there. But I'm I'm gonna let that one slide. It's not it's not. Huh. I, I would. I'm, I'm not gonna say something because I know I'm going to offend one of our listeners if I make one more Jaws the Revenge reference. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Do it now. <laughs> At least this wasn't a Jeff shitty... Hunt, I this... am talking to you, Jeff Hunt. <laughs> yes, Jeff Hunt. Jeff Hunt from the Jeff Needs Help podcast. <laughs> this movie had a couple of fake dream moments in it, but they weren't as shitty as the fake dream moments from Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> there, I said it! <laughs> I said it. Yes. It's out there. I can't take it back. <sighs> <laughs> Um, now this part freaked me out because the, the, the boys wake up and we see it's a dream. And one of them takes one of the giant cockroaches and they go into her room while she's asleep and they put the cockroach on her face and it crawls around her face. And I'm sitting there going, don't do it. 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 it," Until it finally crawls into her mouth. And she yep. doesn't even that move. That was the scene. I was like, no, she hasn't moved. That's why I was like, is this real? Is this happening? Or is this another dream sequence? Yeah. I wasn't sure. Either way, it was a creepy scene. I don't like when the things go well, in the mouth like that. I'm like, to me, To me, that wasn't even the worst one. That one was just kind of like, bleh, creepy. The, the, oh, yeah. The agree, other, the other yeah, scene it's, that's it's coming up, coming. Literally, I literally held my hand up in front of my TV screen. I'm like, fuck no, I don't want to see that. Um, (laughs) so the next day, Elias or one of the boys, we're not really sure which one it is at this point, is playing Brahms lullaby on the piano while mother is outside cleaning something. Um, and Lucas, I I guess it's supposed to be Lucas. Lucas is outside burning stuff with a magnifying glass while mother is doing her cleaning. And... At one point, they're both looking up at, at old photos of themselves on the wall. We see photos of two twin boys. You know, they're separate photos, but they're both, you know, both black and white, both boys at the same age. Uh, then they're looking through an old photo album, and we see a page that says "Our Wedding," and it's blank. There are no there are no pictures yep. on there. And then they find a photo of twin girls, or girls that two girls that look very very much alike, and they look at each other. So they close the door to outside so mother can't hear them, and they take the laptop and start googling their mother to find out, um, to, you know, to see if there's another <coughs> one of her, if she has a twin sister, I guess. Right. Um, and for some reason, they find a, a listing for their house being for sale online. Um, not really sure what that was for. Um, and they knock on mom's bedroom door. And go inside. And Elias puts some kind of baby monitor under the bed when she walks in. Yeah, I was in. wondering why they had this baby monitor. Yeah, yeah, why would you still have that? I mean, you probably would have gotten rid of that if you, once your kids were old enough. Um, now, we see her feet. Now, Elias is hiding under the bed. And, and also, you know, Lucas was in there, too. So we're like, so she doesn't see Lucas. Lucas is standing right there, and she doesn't see him. 
Uh, we see her yeah, feet. Yeah, they try to make him look like a shadow against a wall almost. But yeah. yeah, you could definitely see him. Yeah. Um, we see her feet and we see her drop a bunch of pills <clears throat> and then leave. She, you know, she picks up all these pills and leaves. And then we see that Lucas actually stepped outside onto the balcony when she came into the door or when she came into the room. So like, again, the whole movie's making you think like, is one, is that boy even really there? Um, they look for the cat, the cat. They, I guess they named the cat Leo. Um, well, before they go look for the cat, the reason they look for the cat is they hear the mom talking in the bedroom talking to someone saying he has to stop he has to stop this and so they're, oh, they're getting well, suspicious of her well that happened while they were looking for the cat uh they went to look for the okay, cat okay. under the bed and they saw that it was gone and that's when mother calls them for their chores now one of them is vacuuming while the other one's looking for the cat and right yeah. that's when the phone rings and they stop the vacuuming to hear her say that she won't go along with it anymore she says she has to make him stop okay um she goes into another room to take the phone call, and the boys continue to look for Leo. They find him in the basement, dead, and one of them says they're sure it was Mom. Now, this next scene had me saying out loud, what the fuck? Because next thing we see is them cleaning all of the roaches out of the aquarium and putting them in a big mm -hmm. jar. Then they fill the aquarium with some kind of chemical. It wasn't water. And then we see Leo, the dead cat, in the tank. Yes. Yep. Me sitting on the me sitting on the couch with my cat beside me going, what the fuck? Literally, out loud. Um, <laughs> and, and a coffee table in front of you where they decide to place this aquarium. Yeah, then they leave the <laughs> tank on the coffee table. Like, yeah, that's a that's a fucking great conversation starter. My God. Um, they, they leave the tank on the coffee table. Mother sees it. And then now this, I didn't get, cause like she goes and gets this jar of roaches. It's a different mm -hmm. jar than the ones the boys were putting in. So are there multiple jars of roaches in this house? It's, well, I think with the amount of roaches they had, maybe they had to use a couple jars. I don't know. You're well, right. Maybe. I, I don't know. You're right. That that's You're entirely right. possible. Because the one that the first one they looked like looked like a giant pickle jar. You know. Um. So yeah, at this point, I literally wrote, "What the ever loving fuck is happening?" Because she starts to pour the roaches <laughs> into the into the tank with Leo. Now Elias gets mad at her and says that they want their mother back. And she slaps him across the face and tells him to go to his room. Now, Lucas says, show us your birthmark. And Mother doesn't react. Then Elias says it, and she grabs him and yep. starts to drag him upstairs. She drags Elias into his room and locks the door. And Lucas is outside banging on the door, and we hear her inside saying, say, you're my mother, ten times. And then... And then say, and then she's like, don't talk to your brother anymore. And he's like, no. And we hear her hit him. Hit him hard. Hit, yeah, yeah hit him. <laughs> yeah, you hit him hard. And then I think she takes his cell phone too. Um, and, and storms out. And as soon as she opens the door, Lucas bolts inside. Like, didn't even come close to touching her. And she doesn't even act like she saw it. So... Right. Elias is on the bed crying and Lucas says she wants to tear us apart. 
And now Mother is sitting on her bed, and she sounds like she's crying. Now we get this random shot of the, of the two boys just, like, slapping and punching each other. Like, does that hurt? No. Does that hurt? No. I mean, I didn't... Did you and your brother do stuff like that? I didn't have a brother growing up. <laughs> uh, you know, and I was thinking when I watched this, and I'm like, yeah, my brother was 10 years older than me, so we were too far oh. apart for that to be a thing. So right. I, right. I don't know if we would have done that, but I have my two best friends are brothers, and I I mean, obviously, I don't think they had these kind of contests. Right. So. Oh, and I, I ha a random side thought, but I saw that, that comment you sent me about the person saying they were mad when I said I hated Clueless or whatever it was I said. Um, I'm going to say you did not have an older sister, Josh. You did not have an older sister that loved that movie so freaking much. When you're 10 years True old <laughs> and your older sister is obsessed with something, you automatically hate it because she won't shut up about it. <laughs> you know what? That's a fair point. <laughs> that is a fair point. That is why I did not watch Clueless when it first came out, and I didn't really care to watch it again, or she care to watch it when we did our episode on it. So there, I am, I am justified. <laughs> I just remember my sister walking around going house going as F and my dad just like pulling oh, yeah. his hair out. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I don't have a sister so I, I yeah, I didn't have to deal with that. If you so, if yeah, you'd had a sister, you probably would have hated that movie too. <laughs> I might have. Oh. Now, so they hear mother coming and and she has locked the door so she so they can't get out. She Yeah, she locks the door so they can't get out. They start listening on the baby monitor and hear nothing but weird static. Like, don't hear anything. Um, and now this part was, was kind of creepy because Elias is now looking at a picture of them and their mother. There are a bunch of candles around it, too. And he asks her to come back. He says he'll do anything she wants just to come back to them. And... Now they're like sleeping in shifts. Lucas takes yep. the first watch while Elias sleeps. And um, I forgot to mention that earlier, they, they I think they had taken like these wooden suction cup darts apart and sharpened the wood down to a point so they could load this into a toy crossbow. And that made me think of the Babadook. <laughs> <laughs> little kids making their go. own their own little uh, freaky weapons. Uh, but yeah, Lucas is taking the first watch while Elias sleeps, and then they switch places. Now, they have this rotating nightlight that puts, like, star shapes up on the wall, and one of the stars falls over the picture and the candles from earlier, and all the candles blow out. So, like, ooh, spooky, something weird's gonna happen, <laughs> and something weird in do indeed does happen. Elias wakes yep. up and sees that the door is open, Lucas is gone, he finds Lucas in Mother's room, and Lucas is holding a box cutter. And I'm just like, oh dear God, what's going to happen now? He cuts Mother's stomach open while she's asleep, and roaches come spilling out of her stomach. Mm. Yeah. This was the point where yeah. I literally had to hold my hand up in front of my TV screen like, no, no, no. Nope, not gonna, not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. <laughs> not today, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but it was another dream. Another dream sequence. Um, 
Elias wakes up and hears mother on the baby monitor, but she doesn't say anything. He just like hears her breathing or something. Now, the next morning, the boys are dressed just alike. Same haircuts, same clothes, same everything. They have the door barred. So when mother comes to unlock the door, she can't get in. And she sounds like she's being a lot nicer this morning. Like she unlocks the door, but then she can't get in. She's like, so are we friends again? Can we be friends again? And they open the door and step back. And mother walks in and all of her bandages are gone. And she has a mole on her cheek. I guess that's the birthmark they were talking about. Yep. And looks just like the mother in the picture. And, she, and again, she says, are we friends again? And they just nod. She gives one of them a boomerang for some reason. She gives Elias a boomerang. And they ask and I if... I think that's the, the, to, for a toy that you can play with yourself because you throw a boomerang and it comes back. Right. She's not going to give him a ball because she does, they don't ha- he's not supposed to have a playmate. At least that's how I took Very the good observation. To play with. Very good observation. I did not think about that. Yeah, boomerang is a one-player toy. Um, now, as they ask if they can go outside to try it, and she opens the door, and they just bolt, running as fast as they can. Now, while they're they're out, they they find a farmer. I think I think this is the same farmer they were you know following in the tr- in the tractor earlier. Now he's burning like all this straw. He says something to them, but we don't hear it. Right. Now we, now we get a shot of them walking on the railroad tracks, and I immediately thought of Stand By and Me. Every time I see kids, <laughs> I was getting ready to say every time I see kids walking on railroad tracks, I go to Stand By Me every time. It never fails. Kids on railroad tracks, boom, stand by me in my head. I mean, that's just where I go. You're right. So we're on the same page again. (laughs) I remember the very first Pokemon game that came out on the Game Boy, the original Game Boy. Um, In the very beginning of the game, you can walk downstairs in your house and watch the TV. And it'll say something like, there's a movie on. And then it'll describe the movie, and it says, Four boys are walking on the railroad tracks. <laughs> now, when that game came out okay. in 1999, or whenever it was, I had never heard of Stand By Me. I didn't know who Stephen King was. Well, barely. I, I think I'd seen Christine by that time. But yeah, so no, I didn't get oh, that okay. joke. But I get it now. <laughs> yeah, well, so, this, I know this is at least the second time we brought it up, because I know I brought up in your name when they walked by the railroad tracks, I thought of Stand By Me. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now, they're walking into this, like, deserted town. There's, like, nobody here except for one guy who is walking down the street and poorly singing and playing the accordion very loudly. Just horribly. Sounds terrible. Now, they go into the church, but I noticed I noticed this point. They walk past, you know, this is like a, um, uh, I guess, a Orthodox church catholic church or something because there's the little holy water thing only one of them took the holy water that was there you know put their hand in the holy water that was there as they walked in i noticed Uh, that i I did not notice that i did not notice that okay Okay. um now they find a guy sweeping and they ask him for help they find out he's not the priest so they decide to call the priest now they're in the back of the priest's car this just this priest that just pops up kind of out of nowhere quick question just to ask is You'll know this better than me. What exactly is a sexton? Because I didn't. Know. The guy said he wasn't the priest. He was just the sexton. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like that's um, that's oh. a 
I guess, an office of the Orthodox Church I've never heard of. Like, I have in my notes, like, is that what he's doing? The janitorial work? He's cleaning know. up, you know? He, he might, that might be like I don't the, think that's what it is. Just, just... <laughs> that might be like the assistant or something <laughs> like that. I'm, I'm the priest's assistant or I don't know. Um, yeah. Now, they're in the priest's car. Yeah, and they're they, in the priest's car. Go yeah, yeah. They say they're going to the police station, but the car pulls up back at the house and mother is outside waiting for them. Now, the boys don't want to get out. They try to lock the priest out, but he manages to get the door open, and the, the two boys just run inside, leaving the priest and the mother outside on the porch in the rain. Um, the priest asks if she would like to explain, and she says it's just a bit much with the accident and the separation, and then she starts to cry. Now, this was weird. For like The porch light goes out, and we can't see her face anymore. And I was totally expecting like the light to come back on and her to be like a demon or something like that. But that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> now she goes inside and she starts locking all the doors. She goes into the boys' room and looks around, then turns the lights out and locks the door. Like we don't see visual confirmation that any of the boys are in her or in their room. But she closes the door anyways. Right. Now she's crying and taking some kind of drugs, and then she lays down and starts crying even harder. Now she's then she falls asleep, and the light by her bed goes out. And this was this was a pretty cool shot uh, because like you can see her silhouette, like because because like right beside her bed is or right there are all the windows, and you can still see a little bit of light outside coming in through them. And when the light goes out, we see the two silhouettes of Elias and Lucas coming out from under her bed. And it sounded like they took yeah, the keys. Cool yeah, that was a pretty cool shot. It, it sounded like they took the keys or something for a second, but then the next morning, mother is still in bed, and we see the blinds Man, are being this opened. Took, this takes a turn right here that it, I, I was like, oh, shit, okay. Yeah, it took a real turn. Um, mother is still in bed, and we see that the blinds are being opened. She wakes up to find that she is tied to the bed. Now, both of the boys are standing over her, and both of them have the masks on from from, uh, Tag earlier. And they're just like, where is our mother? And she's just like, are you insane? I am your mother. Now, the one we assume to be Elias holds up the picture of the twins from earlier and asks, who is she? And mother's just like, she's a friend. We, We always dressed the same. And then her phone goes off. And she tells them to answer it. I thought they were going to answer it, but they didn't. They just leave. And they, they go into her office, I guess. We didn't, I didn't, this is the first time we've seen this room in this movie. Uh, but in the office, there are pictures of her on the wall with like pre-surgery lines on her face and stuff. And they find a video of her on the computer. And I guess, I guess this was something for like a dating profile. Because she's like, on the video, she's like, I've never done this before, but I like cooking, and I like movies, and I like blah, 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 blah. And one of them, I guess Lucas notices that in the, in the video, her eyes are brown. Now, they go back to her as she is still tied to the bed, and it's like they try to look and take her, eye, take her contacts out because her, her eyes are not brown. They're more like a green color. Um, yep. And she's like, she's like, oh no, they're contacts. They're 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 in the bathroom. I don't have them in right now. And one of the boys goes into the bathroom to look, and the other one comes in and is asking, like, why why do you believe her? We 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 decided we weren't gonna believe her. 
And he's like, well, I just wanted to see. Now they start to fight. And at one point we see both of them sitting there with like bloody noses. They both, they both have the blood coming out of the same nostril in the same way. And next they hear her calling for help. Now Elias just, I guess, walks in there and just throws a glass of water in her face. <laughs> and he calls for Lucas. And that's when she calmly asks him to sit down beside her. She says that she knows she is his mother. And he, she asks him to get the scissors and cut her loose. And he takes out her, her phone and plays back a video of her forcing him to say those things, you know, the previous night. Or yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, saying, I won't talk to my brother anymore. And we hear her hitting him again. And he's like, our mother would not do that. Right. So she's like, and she's still going on. She's like, cut me loose. I'll make you breakfast. Every, everything will be okay. And, and Elias calls for Lucas again. And she just keeps asking Elias to cut her loose. Cut her feet loose. So... Lucas shows up as as Elias starts to cut her feet loose. Lucas shows up and he wipes away her birthmark. Like it was just like, you know, makeup or something. And she's like, oh, yeah. I, I that's when they had to remove it during the operation. Right. Yeah. She says they can be dangerous. And Elias just starts to slap her in the face every time she every time she starts to talk. We get this slow panning shot coming down the hallway from her room and we just hear her saying stop over and over again now her head is even tied to the bed and one of them is burning her face with a magnifying glass we can like he was doing outside like he was doing earlier so is that lucas or is that elias is that elias acting as lucas (sighs) this movie gets confusing Um, but like, like when, when one of them starts to actually burn her face, the other one leaves and gets some ointment to put on the burn and then puts tape over her mouth. Yeah. And I almost think it is the, I think it is Elias going back and forth between the different personality of him and his brother. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Now they're both outside kneeling at some kind of crucifix, like out in the in the middle of a field or I don't know where it was. It was like at the edge of a field. They I, just a random crucifix like they're praying. Now they're inside and there's another visitor or actually, no, they're not inside yet. Um, it's the people from the red cross asking for donations. <laughs> this scene was so strange to me. It was so weird. Like, they just let themselves like in because people, the like, door was unlocked. Was the, yeah. And I'm like, they are, they are going to get a donations one way or the other. They like start going upstairs on their own. Yeah. To, I'm and like then the boys get back and yell for them like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Yeah. And, and like mother, <laughs> because, because she has the tape over her mouth, mother cannot scream loud enough for them to hear her. But that, that's just the part I can't get over. It's just like, oh, the door's unlocked. Hey, let's go inside. Hello. Hello. Like, that's a good way to get shot here. <laughs> Whether yeah, the door's I'm unlocked like, or not, you don't go inside unless somebody invites you. Um, <laughs> and then like they're a... just willing to sit at the table and wait for her to get back. So yeah, because... get this one donation, I'm like, holy hell. Yeah, yeah. Um, they say their mother will be home soon, and then the Red Cross asks if they can wait. And yeah, they're just waiting and waiting. And Elias finally is like, I need to go to the bathroom. And he runs and gets some money from his mom's purse. And at first, they're very apprehensive. They're like, is that your mother's money? Is that your money? 
He's like, no. I was like, did your mother say you could give it? No. Oh, well, we're not sure if we could do that. But then the guy who's with him is like, yeah, but look at this house. I'm sure she's not going to miss this. <laughs> well, I think one of them says this is what their normal donation is. I think uh, one of the boys says this is her normal donation that okay, she likes to give. Maybe. I might have missed that. Um, now, just as they're walking out the door, the t- mother get, is able to get the tape off of her mouth and start screaming for help. But they can't hear but her their now. car is parked so far. Like, yeah. This is a long walk just to get to the front door from where their yeah. car is. Yeah. It's like, it's like they're so not yeah, going to they're, dr- they're pull up the driveway to the house, but they're going to walk into the house just because it's unlocked. That, that, that is some horror movie logic right there. <laughs> now, this next part just had me floored because the boys are back upstairs. They hear her screaming and run upstairs. And, you know, check out the window to see that the, the Red Cross people are still leaving. And they decide to super glue her lips shut. Like, what kind of kid knows to do something like that? I, when yeah, I was yeah. a kid, I don't think I would have ever thought about super gluing someone's mouth shut. I mean, super glue was, was to help me fix stuff that broke. Um, yep. Now... Now their boys are in the basement. They're cutting wires of some kind. And they hear something coming from the baby monitor. Now they're, one of them, I guess they're, they're cooking some of those frozen pizzas they have because you hear the, the microwave going. And they take some of it upstairs, I guess, to try and give it to mom. But they can't get her lips loose. They try to pry her lips open and that doesn't work. So then Elias starts to carefully cut the glue from her lips. And I guess he accidentally cut her tongue or something because she just starts to spit blood all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And Elias says it again. Please. He's like, this time he's like asking her. He's like, please, please prove that you're our mother. And Lucas whispers to ask her what his favorite song is. And she says lullaby, Bram's lullaby, you know, lullaby and goodnight. And Elias tapes her mouth shut again. Now the two boys start to sing the song that their quote-unquote real mother sang on the recording that they had earlier in the movie. I didn't did not know the name of this song. Um, yeah, I don't know either. Then he rips the tape off of her mouth again. Elias does. He sets the timer and asks again where our mother is. And she, th- then I didn't know what the hell they were doing here because they start to like prop her mouth open with a piece of wood. And they're flossing her teeth, I think? Yeah, you know, that's better. All I could put was, like, there's some torture and there's a lot of mouth trauma in this scene. That's really the only way I could describe it. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell are they doing? I mean, I I guess, I don't know. (laughs) Like, maybe, maybe she didn't floss her teeth enough and they knew it would hurt if they did it or something. I don't know. I thought they were going to pull a tooth at first. I'm like, oh, Josh is going to love this part. Uh, But no, they didn't. (laughs) Now, we and this at this point we see that she has like wet the bed. She has wet herself and has wet the bed. Um, and yeah. Elias starts to cut her loose while Lucas has the tr- the crossbow trained on her. And Elias tells her to change the sheets. She pulls the cover off the bed and then throws it at the one holding the crossbow. So was that Lucas or was that Elias? She runs downstairs to try to find it. She tries to get out the door and it's locked. She runs through another open door, but she does not see this literal 
trip wire that they have put there and she falls <laughs> face first on the brick patio and knocks herself yeah. out. That that was that was one of those like ooh like you just heard that hit. Yeah. I was like ouch. Now we see from her perspective being drug across the floor and the aquarium with the dead cat in it surrounded by candles. Now like I think they super glued one of her eyelids shut. Cuz like only one of her eyes is open at this point. Yeah, I, I was like, did they super glue it? I'm like, surely they couldn't have sewn it shut or something. Because no. it looks like it has a little, I don't know. Yeah. I think it but was But yeah, they did glue. something one, to one eye. Now. You're probably right. Now, Elias is wearing the mask again. <clears throat> and he's holding a candle. And he sets fire to the aquariums. I don't know what was in there. But whatever it is, it's flammable. And he asks her again, where is our mother? And she's like, okay, Elias, let's make a deal. I'll start playing along again. I'll start talking to Lucas. I'll start laying out two sets of clothes. I'll start cooking for two of you. And she says, Lucas will be alive again. And Elias doesn't believe her. And she says... No, he says our real mom wouldn't have to pretend. Yeah, okay, yeah. Our real mom wouldn't have to pretend. And she says it wasn't his fault that Lucas dies. Or died. And Lucas tells Elias that she's lying. Now, I did not realize this until just when we started going back over this, but remember at the beginning of the movie, one of them was on the raft. Elias was on the raft, and we could only guess that Lucas was trying to see how long he could hold his breath underwater. I'm guessing that was the accident. That killed Lucas. You know what? I had not put that together, so you may be absolutely right. I didn't even think about that as we were going over it. I didn't. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, that, well, I mean, that's I, a good point because I mean, yeah, you see what looks like a little boy underwater. You see the bubbles coming up. Yeah, you see like see the water moving. That, that, yeah, that's a fair point. That might be right. I didn't think about that. <clears throat> now, Lucas says that she'll prove she's our mother. Lucas is like, he's holding a candle, uh, holding a lit candle right next to the drapes. And he asks her, what is he doing? And she can't see him. So Elias, she's like, I can't see him. I can't see what he's doing. So Elias walks over and you see him help Lucas set fire to the drapes. Now, what I can't figure out is why isn't mom getting up? It's not like they got her nailed to the floor or something. I seriously doubt they have her super glued to the floor. Um, But she's still just laying there surrounded by candles. Now, at this point, the aquarium breaks. So an aquarium full of flammable liquid just broke all over the living room. Now everything is on fire, including mother. The next thing yep. we see is the fire. And, and you, you don't see the boys leave the house. But the next thing we see is the firemen trying to put the fire out. And we see an overhead view of the cornfield again. And something in it is moving. Moving around sporadically. Again, we get this shot where we can barely tell if there are one or two boys in the picture. Because of all the, all the stuff moving in front of the camera, you can barely tell what's in the shot. But through the corn stalks, we can hear, or we can see a clearing, and we can hear Mother singing that lullaby again, the one that she sang in the recording. And soon, right. 
we can see her walking toward us, and we see Elias and Lucas joining her. And they just, when they get done singing, they just stare at the camera for a while. Like, it was very unnerving. I was waiting for some kind of cheap jump scare. <laughs> and it never happened. <laughs> Um, and I think that I think it's better for that. I think it's better for that too, because that that this movie did not rely on jump scares at all in any in any way, shape, or form. This is like pure psychological horror. I guess I guess you would call it horror or, or thriller. Um, I mean, I guess I guess it's you a might comedy, call it. Adam. It's a comedy. <laughs> call it a comedy. That's what it is. <laughs> But no, they they just stare at the camera for a while and then they kind of fade into the smoke and the cinders that are floating through the air from their burning house. So we can only assume that both Mother and Elias died in this fire. So just really, really, really creepy. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But for what it was, I thought it was a very well-made movie. Um, yeah, I think so. <clears throat> I do. I do I, agree that for an hour and forty-minute movie, this movie felt a lot longer than that. It did. I think again, like I said, you know, at one point I paused it and was like, "Holy shit!" There's still an hour left in this movie. Yeah, yeah, like this movie does seem to take take a long time to get through. It feels like it's two and a half hours, which isn't a good thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, but overall I think it did a good job. If it's, yeah, I think if its whole goal is to trick you with whether there are two boys or not, I don't, I don't know if that is the goal. I don't know if it it was either. Yeah, I think you're supposed to realize, because they make it pretty obvious to me how much she ignores the fact that he's there yeah i mean whenever um whenever i went to see get out you know i'm sitting there watching the movie trying to figure out the big plot twist that's coming and i thought i had it at one point but then i realized that you know then you hear that oh the the character in the movie is thinking the same thing that's when you know you don't have it but this movie i was fairly certain very early on that like yeah one of these boys is either not here or he's imaginary is he's either dead or he's imaginary and right they they you you can put it together pretty easily that they that that lucas is actually dead um but um yeah for this to be a movie that was on tubi of all things very entertaining um very, you know, definitely some, cre- you know, any any movie that's got something in it that's creepy enough for me to actually hold my hand up in front of the screen, <laughs> that's um, <laughs> that's a sign of a pretty good scare there. <laughs> so, next week we will also be, I guess, can kind of continuing our theme of mother, because we're going to be talking about the Netflix film "I Am Mother." science fiction thriller kind of a movie um if you have netflix and you'd like to check that one out before we review it by all means this would be a good time to do it but uh any other announcements to make or anything before we before we uh finish up josh uh no i think i'll just say hey if you like what you're hearing give us that like give us that subscribe leave us a review 
Apparently it helps us get seen more. Share it with your friends and follow us on this, all the socials. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Mm -hmm. I am starting to receive some more feedback from different people. So that's... It's always a fun time when you do that. So. That's good. We, we appreciate the feedback. We really appreciate interacting with our listeners. And we appreciate our listeners, period. Every Like we said earlier, every last one of you, we appreciate it. Um, Except I for think... you, Jeff Hunt. <laughs> Josh said that, He'll not love me. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that is going to wrap things up for this episode of Cinematic Blind Spots. I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And as always, in this time of pandemic, stay safe, stay healthy. And whether you're in your car or in your theater, always check your blind spots. You guys take care. We'll see you next time.